At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, and he's a Ball Shaw. Big show on tap. We're going to go through every NFL matchup, as well as the key games on the college football schedule and all. But let's start with last night in the nation's capital. You could argue it's two mediocre teams, but it was a fantastic finish to the game. A game that went back and forth. Mistakes made on both sides. I thought both quarterbacks played pretty well. In the end, an offside penalty on a missed field goal cost the New York Giants. Dustin Hopkins gets a second chance that he converts, and the Giants or the, the Redskins walk away with a 30-29 victory and avoid falling to 0-2. That dreaded record that hardly ever makes the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely right. But I'll tell you what, if you're Washington, you're very fortunate. <laughs> Giants missed opportunity after opportunity. Five field goals in that game. But you know, I had a coach one time tell me if there's a field goal attempt, and his point of demarcation was 42 yards. Basically, the ball's in the 25. There's no reason to try and jump and get leverage on it, even if it's an uh, end-of-the-game situation. He goes, you reach a certain point, you just got to hope the guy misses. And to me, I don't understand why the Giants on a 48-yard attempt are you know, going off sides, a neutral zone infraction, basically, on a kick through the middle. Yes, you can get push and you can get a good block on it sometimes, but you just got to take a chance. It's Dustin Hopkins. It's not Justin Tucker on the other side. It's not Justin Tucker, and it's also... Over the center. I mean, it's a it's a yeah. nose guard guard trying to. What's he going to do there? He's. Yeah. I understand if the field goal is sixty five yards and the angle has to be so low that you have a good chance of blocking it. Yeah, but even then, I still think 40, you just let him try. If he 40, makes, he makes it. Forty. It's 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 a, it's a mistake. I thought also that the Garrett got awful conservative in his play calling every time they got into field goal range. He seemed satisfied to take field goals in this. Well, I thought it was a huge mistake by the Giants, the way they were throwing the football. Washington couldn't get home. I thought the penalty against Chase Young early in the game was terrible, the roughing the passer call. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just go ahead and put flags on the quarterbacks, okay? I understand the owners don't want to lose their quarterbacks because they make 30 to $40 million a year, and you don't want the season going down the drain like we saw with the Dallas Cowboys. But this is nonsensical. I mean, come on, give me a break, man. And Chase Young falls on the guy. I'm going to tell you, I want to see somebody come in there and just suplex a guy and just break his neck and put him out for the year. Yeah. I mean, come on, this is so ridiculous. You can't play. I mean, you can't, you, you, you can't even do anything anymore. You can only hit the quarterback between the breastbone and his waist now. I yeah, mean, exactly. Or mid-thigh. You can't even come close to the knee. If you're going down and getting blocked by an offensive lineman and you've got one hand around his waist and the other hand ar- around the bottom of his knee, they call that roughing the passer now. Yeah, by the way, my analogy of the wrestling takedown is probably not correct. We'll need Wes Reynolds to correct me on that one. I know he's a big wrestling guy. But, you know, it, it's gotten rough. And you look at the Giants. They had they couldn't run the football. And, by the way, somebody needs to – can we discuss Saquon Barkley for a minute here? This guy's great at big runs. But the rest of the night, he had 12 carries for 16 yards. Yeah, he, 
he dances too much in the hole. Lombardi pointed that out. He had one run for 40-some yards. 41 and the, yards, and the rest yeah. of the year, he's had 22 carries for 40 yards. Well, he dances too much. He is, yeah. This is not college football where you can just, you know, you're going to be able to beat guys to the edge. Everybody in the NFL can run. Do you think he's healthy? Well, I mean, he's playing. I thought Daniel Jones was their best runner last night. He was, and I'll tell you, the uh, great job by the Giants. They were incredibly effective in terms of what they were able to do offensively. But that was the point, going back to you made about Garrett. I thought they should have been throwing the football. Washington couldn't stop these guys. Slayton dropped the ball. It should have been probably a game winner for the Giants. I mean, so many opportunities. You get that interception. It was a gift opportunity there. All you had to do is attack them a little bit, get a first down, and this thing's over. We talk about in-game betting a lot on this show, Maul. You had... The football team minus three last night. Yeah. Did you get off of it at any point? Well, no, I took another play on Washington. It was minus two and a half, minus 135. I took the money line at minus 140. I, I love on, I had a couple of offshore books, mm-hmm. and one of them at minus two and a half, minus 135. I'm like, ah, for another extra nickel, I'll take it. So I was very fortunate to even get that one. I ended up losing money on the game last night, but overall, to me, Mike, when you look at it, um, I thought Washington was very fortunate to win the game. I thought the Giants were the better team last night. I would agree with you. I was pulling for the football team only because I had argued that if you had multiple survivor entries, I thought you should take a shot with the football team in week number two. Some people yeah. thought that was much too risky. You know, we really haven't seen Taylor Heineke. You want to put one. If I had one entry, I'm not going to put one entry on it. It ended up, how many, I haven't told you this number. How many people do you think out of the 3,400 remaining had the football team last night in survivor? I'm going to say about 40. 60. Okay. 60 got through. And yeah. very fortunate. Yeah, They're Very, absolutely. very, very fortunate to get through. But nice. now you have a little bit of an advantage because you don't have to use one of the big favorites this week. You don't. But, you know, the one of the things I saved a lot of teams in the back end last year. And then sometimes you wind up in a situation where you may not be able to use them because one of those teams that you thought you were going to take them against has gotten better. Your team may have a critical injury. You know, so, so many times it changes the dynamic of how you see certain situations. Um, I, I get what you're saying, but very fortunate. I mean, the reality is Washington should have lost the game. I think that if you're the Eagles or the Cowboys, that last night's game bodes well for you. Yeah, Because extremely. I don't think either defense uh, was up to snuff. I can tell you right now, if Dallas is still a plus price, I'll be taking them to win the division instead well, of my Washington play. Well, they are. Plus 130 right now. Okay, 130. That's still good enough to get me off the Washington yeah. play because you said it was 155 yesterday. You know, it's funny. I thought about it after the show. I said, I should take this. But since it's only one week, sometimes you get an overreaction. But I can tell you right now, when you watch Washington, offensively, I'm not concerned. The problem is defensively. And the other thing is, how about the lack of discipline? Some of the penalties over there that the Washington football team had. Just horrible on third down. Yeah. Uh, this is now the fifth straight year the Giants start 0-2. Yeah, I saw that. And I think it's the seventh out of ninth as well. So, I mean, it's, it, when you think of the New York Giants, in the last 10 years, they have the fifth fewest wins in the National Football League. I, you know what I didn't understand last night with the Giants' offensive play calling? You're in field goal range. You get that Bradbury interception. You got a great chance to win this game, run the clock out, kick a field goal, or get a touchdown and walk away with the W. You play it so conservatively, you end up with a kick, I think, r- what, right at the two-minute warning or right, right around Before the two-minute two minute warning. The, yeah, that's the right. Red sk- the, the football team used their timeouts outside the two-minute warning. I didn't particularly like the timeout of 209. Uh-huh. I thought that was a bad use of timeout because what You're it did— You're saving nine seconds. Well, not only are you saving nine seconds, what it did was it created a third-down situation uh-huh. where, wa- where the Giants were going to throw the ball. Uh-huh. If, it, if you had put it on the other side of the two-minute warning— they would have run the football because forcing. it makes forty seconds difference yes. in, instead of three seconds. Exactly, hundred percent. They should have used it on the other side of the two. You minute texted warning. me at the time. Bad time out. Bad here. time out right there. And so, to me, that's one of those situations where Washington it benefited from the Giants actually throwing the ball in that situation being incomplete. But Mike, when you look at it, they had an opportunity to win this football game. Think about how, what the hold the Gi- Washington is in. Two games at home, nine road games this year. You start zero and two against a division opponent. You lose a game. Boy, it would have been a tough climb for Washington. Well, let's look at the games featuring the other two NFC East teams this week in them all. Cowboys go to play uh, the Chargers. This line sitting at three and a half, also three and a half in the Circa Millions three contest. Goes at 425 on the East Coast, 125 out here. I like the Chargers here. I like the over here. I don't have a play on this game yet because essentially... With my bets on the Chargers to make the playoffs and my bet on the Chargers over the team win totals, I have the Chargers anyhow. So I don't feel I need to make a play on the Chargers in this game. I I, I like to see it. I think that both offenses are going to flourish. Um, do you have a play on this game, Amal? Uh, I don't. Uh, total coming down a little bit, which doesn't surprise me. I, I, I said yesterday, I thought 55 in a NFL game is high to take. Now, it doesn't mean the game can't get over that total. The three and a half, Mike, um, it's interesting to me. I have a little bit of a different perspective after watching Washington last night. I didn't watch that much of the game on uh, Sunday last week with Washington and the Chargers. But aren't you a little bit concerned that we saw the efficiency of the Chargers offense? Part of it is because of how bad this Washington defense appeared. 
I mean, four first-round picks on that front line, nobody could get home. The secondary can't tackle anybody without holding on to them uh, when they're in the middle of the pass pattern. Some concerns from my perspective on this Chargers game going in, are they as good as we think because they played a bad defense? Yeah, they still won on the road uh, in the Eastern time zone. I, I don't discredit their win. Remember, they were two for six in the red zone as well. They were very inefficient, the Chargers, in that game. A game that really Washington had a chance to win before they made that turnover in the red zone. Uh, going back to last year, Chargers are 5-0 and in their last five games played in the month of September. And then the trends in the Cowboys are all towards over, over, over. The last uh, five times the Cowboys have been an underdog in a game, the games have all gone over. Wow, that's an interesting stat. We saw it last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see if they can continue that trend. Uh, Demarcus Loris for the Cowboys is out with a foot injury. Um, Trey Marshall, a safety, questionable with an ankle. Justin Jones, defensive tackle, questionable with a calf. Derwin James, safety, questionable with a toe. Chris Harris, Jr., also questionable with a shoulder. Uh, Let's move on. 49ers at Eagles. This is an interesting game here. 49ers two years ago used this formula of winning the first two games on the road, not going back to San Francisco. Remember, they won in Tampa Bay. They went up and stayed in Ohio, and then they won in Cincinnati. They parlayed that into uh, a playoff berth, a number one seed in the NFC, and eventually making it to the Super Bowl. Have a chance to do that again, winning in Detroit, then staying, and now going and playing in Philadelphia. They are a three-point favorite with a total of 49.5 here. Are you tempted to take the home dog after the Eagles' dominating performance in Atlanta? Uh, I'm not ready to jump on that Eagles bandwagon yet, but also I'm not a big San Francisco backer. So for me, I, I think this is a stay-away spot. I think this is a great in-game opportunity or a teaser play. Uh, you can get Philadelphia at home plus nine. The offensive line played well. That was, uh, I think, something very important for the Eagles if they're going to have sustained su- I mean, uh, they're going to have continued success on this team. What do you think about the total in this game of Mall? 49 and a half. You know that the, the Eagles are going to be conservative. They use that, you know, Jalen Hurts, short passing game. He's going to run the football. And then you have another team in the 49ers who is really a run-first team in the creative running game of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I think when you look at this, um, I know Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if you caught his post-game comments. I did not. He was not too happy about the uh, platoon with him and Trey Lance. He's like, it is what it is. Kyle's going to do what he wants. And that's why I respect Kyle Shanahan because he doesn't care that Jimmy Garoppolo's got a a big-time contract. He's going to play the guy that he thinks gives him the best chance to win. Uh, for me, look, uh, Raheem Mostert's out for the year. That's a big blow for this team, but they're deep at running back. Can they continue to play well offensively? I don't know. I want to see it. I mean, it was Detroit. They had a 24-point lead, but it's the Lions. This would be a different scenario. And can Jalen Hurts find that consistency for consecutive weeks? Do you rate the Eagles a chance at making the playoffs, or are we overreacting to week one? No, I do not. I mean, there's 16 teams that went undefeated. You want to talk about them, too? Well, only eight in the NFC, though, and right? <laughs> <laughs> And seven are going to make the playoffs. I, I don't know if that's the right balance. but Look, this team has gone downhill since the Super Bowl win. Uh, I'm still not a believer in Jalen Hurts. I need to see it for a long-term situation before you jump on the bandwagon with him. Uh, they got a win against an Atlanta Falcons team last year that couldn't get out of their own way. So uh, I, I'm not ready to anoint this a playoff team. I lean under here only because I think the Eagles are solid on both lines. Uh, I, think, I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to run the ball as easily as they, they have in the past. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. And anytime you have to make Garoppolo become a passing quarterback, I think you have the advantage. Yeah, two things would surprise me. If Derwin James was healthy and you said you liked an over. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to switch our focus to the NFC South, including this matchup between the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. We're going to continue with our analysis of each and every game in the NFL this weekend. We're going to switch from the NFC East to the NFC South, Amal, in this game involving COVID situation with the Saints. Six coaches, all offensive, diagnosed with COVID, as well as Michael Thomas. They have, they've had these walk-through practices, grab-and-go lunches. They haven't really been able to prepare as they normally would. Coming off that big win in Jacksonville against the Green Bay Packers, they travel to play the Carolina Panthers. This line has remained steady. It opened four, ticked down to three and a half. Hasn't, been really, hasn't really been much movement with a total of 44 and a half. Are you tempted to tease the Panthers up through 10 in this spot? Yeah, I am. I think it's a great <laughs> spot. I think they got a chance to win this football game. I'm not necessarily sold on Carolina. But I'm also not so on the New Orleans Saints. I thought they had a great game plan. Had all the time to get ready for the Green Bay Packers. Also, we talked about a little bit of turmoil with the Packers as well. I think Carolina's got a good chance in this game at home. By the way, I like that new field turf they have there. Looks much better. Maybe in Washington they could have that, so that way everybody stops slipping on every play. Yeah. Last four games that each of these teams have played have gone under. Saints four in a row under. Panthers four in a row under. Of course, we're going back to last year, right? So these are it's different teams. Same, same coaching staffs. I think 44, it's tough to play 44 and a half in today's NFL, what you speak to, the way the penalties are called. You touch the quarterback, it's roughing the passer. You touch the wide receiver, it's defensive passing. Think about this real quick. Drive starts on the 25 because almost 90% mm-hmm. of the kicks seem like they're touchbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a 15-yard penalty. The team only has to get 40 yards. So right there, you've got 38% of the yards, 37.5% of the yards accumulated just on one play. And if you add that on to a completion of 10 to 15 yards, you're almost there for a field goal. If you, got a, if you had to make a bet, and it was a 50-50 bet, on any drive that started on the 25, whether the offense would score, would you be betting yes or no? I'm throwing the teams out. Just an average drive in the NFL. Yes, I, I would think bet it's very yes. it's close to 50-50. I, I, I'm with you nowadays. There's I mean, going to be the more Giants. scores than punts. Absolutely. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. You just factor in the well, turnovers. Think about this, and it's bad for people like yourself and myself who yeah. like unders. Um, when you look at it, the games are higher scoring. The way they're called, they're officiated towards offense. The NFL knows they've gotten uh, tremendously entrenched in betting, and they realize people like to see scoring. There's very few people out there like you and I that are praying for every baseball game to go 0-0 into the bottom of the ninth inning and then a walk-off solo homer. And I think in the NFL, it's the same situation. Last night, I, I couldn't believe. Look, even if you like the game under, forget the fact that it turned out to be the wrong side. It's hard to bet these numbers at such low totals. I mean, think about that first drive. It's, it stayed alive because of the Chase Young penalty. I thought it was a terrible call. And then you had that defensive holding on a third and 12 that kept the drive alive for the Giants. So, so many factors that keep drives alive. It, was it uh, the Giants could call for a defensive holding? We never saw a replay of it, but there was a defensive holding call that kept the drive alive. I think it was on the play where Tyler Heineke fumbled the ball. Yes. Uh, NFC South is the interdivisional matchups this week. Uh, the other two teams play in Tampa Bay. Falcons taking on the Buccaneers. This game opened at 13. I know Paulie liked Atlanta. He was going to wait to see if it got up to 14. No shot. It went the other way. Down to 12 and a half. It stayed at 12 and a half with a total of 52. Isn't this just too many points in a division matchup? You would think so. But again, people are probably basing it on the fact of what they saw out of Atlanta. Tampa, you know the one thing I think it bodes well for the Buccaneers? Excuse me. They didn't play well, but they still found a way to win the game. I don't think you're going to see too many times where Chris Godwin's dropping passes and fumbling the football. I think he's a terrific receiver, just had a rough game. And I think you'll see some of those errors go away for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'll be more efficient. Good opportunity for them to get off to a fast 2-0 start against two NFC teams. 
I'm not going to touch this game from uh, either side. So for me, no interest in this one. Let's talk about a matchup between a pair of teams that won their opening game. The Steelers, who won at Buffalo, are hosting the Raiders, who won that Monday night thriller in overtime against the Ravens. Total, uh, the, the side here now up to six and a half. We saw this game sit at six, down to five and a half, back to six, and now six and a half with a total of 47. This is an early game, one o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific. Is this a situational spot where you back the Steelers because the Raiders are off a short week and they have to travel? Yeah, absolutely. Think about this overtime game. Uh, almost played the entirety of the overtime there as well. You got Josh Jacobs, who didn't practice yesterday for the Raiders. That's a big blow. He's questionable right now, but I believe he'll play. I'm not sure one way or the other, but I just have a feeling he's going to be able to play. Uh, with that being said, Mike, you get that great win at home. Now you got to go on the road. Pittsburgh, with the additional day, play the early game on Sunday as well. Very little travel between Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Very short flight there. And then on top of it, Raiders going to play in the Eastern time zone. And if I'm not mistaken, this is an early start time on this game. I Correct. think it is the 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock window out here. I know a lot of people factor that in. I'm, I'm not as concerned about that as much as maybe some other people are. I think about two games the Raiders played late. They were competitive in most games. The Jets? They, they won one of the games against, no, not that. They were competitive in that game. But they, you know, they won one game in Kansas City. They were competitive against the Chiefs in the other game. Two games they went to the Eastern time zone. Uh, one of them, they went to New England. They got killed early in yep. the year. And another one, they went to Atlanta. They got destroyed. So yes. I, they, they haven't been great traveling east. Well, you know, that New England game, I thought it would, the Patriots were coming off a loss, if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. I thought it was a good spot for the Pats. The Atlanta game, they had some opportunities in the second half. They blew that one. So we'll see what they can do in this game. I think it's going to be tough. And I think the line is now at six, right? The line is six, six and a half, depending on where you get it. You know, the one thing I thought Baltimore's pass defense, without Peters on the other side across from Marlon Humphrey, Humphrey got banged up a little bit in that game. Ravens weren't able to generate a lot of pressure on uh, Derek Carr. I think that was a factor in this game. And if Derek Carr has a skid like he did in the first quarter, quarter and a half against the Ravens, if he does that against Pittsburgh, they could be in trouble. Mariota's out. Yeah. Uh, does that factor into your decision-making at all with the chance that if Carr gets hurt? No, I thought it was the perfect spot week one. Nobody anticipated it on a third down and short. Mariona on a fake pitch keeps, and he's got tremendous speed still. We saw him pick up 30, I think, what, 34 yards on that play. Texans off their victory over Jacksonville at home. Uh, travel north to take on the Cleveland Browns, who lost a tough game in Kansas City, a game they played very well in. Some unfortunate turnovers at the end. This line of all is 13 with a total of 48. Yeah, I like the Browns here. I thought the Browns were a complete football team uh, in that game against Kansas City. Look, the reality of it is if you take away that big play and the drop punt, they give up 20 points and 296 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs for the majority of that game. When you can keep Patrick Mahomes in that offense in check for most part, you've done a really good job. I like the running game. Nick Chubb is a guy who can really be a battering ram. I, I just think the Browns this year, you can see the confidence in Baker Mayfield. I think this team is really going in the right direction. To me, it's too many points. Um, in a game with a total of 48, lane 13 is tough, unless you think Houston's just not going to score at all. I think that they'll move the ball a bit with Terod Taylor. I know he's a different quarterback with the lead than he is if he gets behind a couple of touchdowns because of his ability or inability to really stretch the field. Look, Denzel, Denzel Ward is an elite cornerback, and he played pretty well for the most part against the Chiefs offense. With Taylor, there's one major advantage. You're not going to throw the ball over the top the way you would with Kansas City. I think Jack Johnson won't have that same type of error that he did against the Chiefs. I, I look at it from a defensive standpoint. It'll be a little bit easier for this secondary to face off against the Texans. Here's a game I like. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears were a three-point favorite for a lot of the week. This this line dropped yesterday. It's now two and a half with a total of 45. Amal, I like the Bengals. I have some Bengals money line. I have some Bengals plus three, and I also teased the Bengals up to 10. Yeah, I like the Bears here at two and a half. And the reason is, first of all, we're below three. Second, I think I thought the Bears' offensive line was going to play horribly in week one against the Rams. I actually think it was an overreaction to how well the Rams and Matthew Stafford's stats looked. I don't think they played particularly well. The defense did not get home. I thought the Rams were, excuse me, the Bears were uh, decent at running the football at times. I know the Rams want to make you do that. They want to make you run the football and not allow you to take deep shots. But at the same time, I, I think this team is probably a little bit better than I gave them credit for coming into the season. And Cincinnati gets that win in overtime against the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know if you can necessarily rely on a fumble to be able to win a football game. I think the Bears in their home opener bounce back and win this game. Chiefs, the Sunday night game, take on the Ravens. This number is sitting at four. 54 and a half. I like the Chiefs here. I used them in my, my money line parlay with some college games and with the Seahawks this week. One of the reasons I like to do this is because if I get the first three in, this game is set aside where I can isolate it, and if I want, try to create a middle and, or get off of a bet. 
Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. And to me, when I look at this matchup, um, I wish this was still three and a half. And I, I should have known to, uh, you know, have jumped on this one like I did Florida earlier in the week. There was no chance this line was going to come down to three with the Kansas City Chiefs. Not only, I, I think when you look at this team, Kansas City did not play particularly well in game one, Mike. I think they bounced back. The other thing is, when you look at it from a Ravens perspective, you got to be concerned now. Defensively, they didn't do a great job. Derek Carr picked them apart. We saw the day Waller had. Now you factor in, you got Tyreek Hill. Unlike uh, Henry Ruggs, who can't beat anybody, tremendous speed, but he still can't beat anybody. I think Ty Hill should have a big day. Marlon Humphrey got banged up in that game. Now uh, It eludes me now. Somebody else in that secondary for the Ravens, a backup just got hurt as well. So this team is in some serious trouble, not only to mention Peters out for the year. I don't like to talk about trends, but these teams have played the last three years. This is the fourth consecutive year these teams have met. Kansas City has won each game. Same quarterback matchups, right? Mahomes mm-hmm. uh, against Jackson. Same coaching matchups. Harbaugh against Reed. Kansas City has seemed to have their number. Does that factor for you when you look at this game? doesn't as much for me, but I, I tend to feel that Kansas City is really effective against the Ravens' defense. You know, there's certain teams that just match up well with certain opponents, mm-hmm. and you see that all the time in sports, and I think this could be a perfect example. Of it. Think about this. The Giants yesterday, even though they didn't win the game, what they had won five in a row coming into the matchup against Washington. They had. And if you look at it realistically, they probably won that football game. They were the better team for that game. So, in essence, they just match up well with the Washington football team, just like the Ravens, excuse me, the Chiefs with the Ravens. Yeah. Once this number gets to four, do you focus on putting this in uh, as a money line play, or will you just back away from it? No, probably money line. I, I'm going to take a shot with the Chiefs here, despite yeah. being on the road. I, I like their chance. If you lose, you lose, but I, I like Kansas City here. I, I do as well. I think you have to include this game. And, and if you get beat, you get beat. Yeah. But they've shown the ability to, to beat the Ravens. When we come back, I want to take a look at a very interesting matchup in South Florida between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSEN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits, Amal, with the ticket and money percentages on every game, plus full access to VSEN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. That's right, $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Let's continue on with our NFL preview of week number two. Bills at Dolphins is an interesting game here. I've talked to several guys I respect that bet the NFL that are on the Dolphins. Three and a half is the line. The road favorite with a total of 47 and a half. Yeah, I don't want to lay this number with Buffalo here. I think if you're taking this one, I think you have to look at the uh, home team here, but not a game I want to get involved in. You know, this to me is one of those games where I think it's so tough. Buffalo needs this game. They don't want to go 0 2 in the AFC and also in the division now. You're looking at Miami being potentially 2 0. You go down to South Florida. I think it's a good time to be down in South Florida instead of December because that humidity, you've gotten away from it a little bit, that warmer climate. At least there'll be a little bit more familiar because it's still been hot around most of the country with that being said mike i think buffalo bounces back remember they had a 10 nothing lead against pittsburgh they've just got to play better more effectively and they played an elite defense in pittsburgh i I think they'll be a little bit more effective here against this team your assessment of two in week one getting the victory in new england give them credit they found a way to win it on the road they did what they needed to but it was the miami defense that really came up with the key stop it had been interesting to see had they been down a touchdown or a field goal would the would he have been able to lead them down to get the game-tying touchdown or winning uh, field goal or what have you. Our Patriots that lost that game to Miami at home now, uh, another division matchup here. They go and play the Jets. Patriots are laying six in this spot with a total of 43. I know you made uh, good money on this matchup at the end of the year last year. Yeah, I th- well, I thought the line was wrong, right? It went from 10 to 3, and they were 10-point road favorites. About five weeks later, your three-point home favorites, come on. Uh, you know, look, I tell you, you're the one who pointed this out about oh, three, four weeks ago when Cam got cut. You said Mac Jones for rookie of the year at five to one. Barring injury, this is going to be your rookie of the year. I thought he was terrific. Well, uh, he was clearly the best of all the quarterbacks in their debut to me. Yeah, and not only that, it just seems like he has the right disposition to play for Belichick, right? Like played for Saban, so there's a lot of familiar, uh, familiarity and similar uh, kind of traits with these two guys. So. I think it looks good. When you look at this matchup, Mackay Becton out for the Jets, that's a huge blow. 
I mean, you lose your best offensive lineman on the left side, Zach Wilson. I like him, though. I think Zach Wilson's going to be good. I just hope it's a situation where they never build around him. Um, I'm not going to lay six on the road here in the division, Mike, uh, but I, I think the Jets can compete a little bit. Let's see if Mac Jones can be more efficient than Carolina was. This total ticking down, both teams played under games last week. You have two rookie quarterbacks and two defensive-minded head coaches. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, but you know, obviously coach, coaching experience-wise, huge edge in New England and obviously what Belichick's been able to accomplish. Uh, I, I just think this is one of those games where it may be an in-game opportunity. What did you say the total was? It was 43 uh, down to 42 and a half. Yeah, I have basically gotten to a point where any game, at least not for, at least if it, it's got to be at least 45. If not, I'm not playing it. All right, let's move on to the uh, to the Colts who are hosting the Rams here in week number two. Colts disappointing home loss to Seattle. Most disappointing to me was I thought the way Seattle controlled the game and pretty much did whatever they wanted on offense. Rams have that Sunday night football victory over the Bears at home. This will be their first road game. This line sitting at three and a half. If you like the Rams on the money line, it's 180. A total of all of 48 and a half. Yeah, I had the Colts in a teaser last week. Lost on that. And I'll tell you one thing, Mike. Forget the fact that I lost on the game. This Colts team looked like a middle-of-the-pack, 8-9, 9-8 type of team at best. Carson Wentz, I have some concerns about him long-term. Because anytime he got pressure, he got, he got rid of the ball very quickly. I think that's what's always made Brady great and some of these other guys great. They're willing to stay in the pocket and take a hit. He just didn't look like he's willing to do that. They've got to be able to run the ball effectively. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that consistently. And I think this pressure will get home. I think the Rams will be more effective in terms of getting pressure this week than they were last week. Play on this game? I would lean towards the um, the Rams here, but I don't want to lay three and a half on the road. You mentioned the Chiefs as a money line parlay. This would be a team that I would include in there. Again, not my style of play, a road team um, laying points, and especially on the money line. But I'm just not a believer in the Colts. I think this is an opportunity where until the books adjust to what the Colts are, I think you take a look at the Rams. Chiefs are $1.90 in Baltimore. Rams $1.80 in Indianapolis. Here's a game I like a lot. Titans at Seahawks. This is ticking up. I played it on the money line. You could have got this game at 5.5. It's up 6 and now 6.5. Total of 54 a mall. I would have made this game 7 off the bat based on the results of the first two weeks. I'm down on Tennessee. Your feelings here. Um, you know, I have a couple of friends that like Tennessee getting the points here. I tend to disagree with them. I'm not going to lay the points with Seattle. I think it's going to be extremely difficult for Tannehill and company to go on the road and win in Seattle. I'm not going to touch the spread in this game, Mike. The other question I have is, in, look, I give you all credit in the world that this thing continues. You kept saying the loss of Arthur Smith is going to be big for Tannehill. Now, it was one week, so you don't want to overreact based on what we saw. But until this team shows some offensive continuity, I will say one thing that I expect in this game, and I will look at the under here. I think Tennessee is going to make a concerted effort to run the football. You know, Vrabel's one of those guys who wants to play a certain physical style of football. I think you'll see that out of Tennessee in this matchup. There's no way you can just sit there and not have that 18-wheeler and pull him out of the garage. I thought it was pathetic what they did last week. Broncos off their win in New York continue on the road. They stay on the eastern seaboard, traveling south to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. This number has been very steady all week at 6 with a total of 45. Do you believe in the Broncos? You want to lay the six, you want to tease them down to a pick, use them in a money line, or pass on this game, because I don't think you're taking the Jags. No, I'm not taking either side here. I know Jacksonville played well, but I thought the Giants looked out of sync. Now, they looked better last night. But the other thing is, this is an opportunity. Let's see if Jacksonville bounces back. It wasn't just the offense that played poorly. It was the defense as well. Let's see what they can do in this matchup here. No play here. Does last night's performance by the Giants, from an offensive perspective, uh, give you a better feeling about the Denver defense? No, I, I think it was. I thought Denver played well defensively, but it was more the fact that they it was a good matchup for them. Whereas I think the Giants and Washington, it's a good matchup for the Giants. So for me, I'm just going to not necessarily correlate those two games. Vikings had a disappointing overtime loss. They rallied in a game that really Zach Taylor brought the Vikings back into the game. <laughs> He's up twenty-one to seven with three minutes to go into the third quarter and goes fourth and one from his own thirty. He gets stuffed. The Vikings now the Vi- at that point three minutes to go in the third of all. The Vikings had only had one drive where they had gotten more than one first down. That was their one touchdown drive in the first. They hadn't crossed midfield, but once all game. Three minutes to go on the third. The, the thing that bothers me is after the game when questioned, he said, I thought we could have stole the game there. What steal the game? You're in firm control of the game. 
I think you want to make Kirk Cousins go 70 yards to come within a touchdown. That flipped the whole momentum of the game. And as you said, if not the fumble in overtime, the Vikings probably win this game. That's a horrible decision. <laughs> I, I didn't realize he yeah. had done that. I didn't watch that game until yeah. really got late in the fourth quarter. Third and one from his own 30, three minutes to go in the third, and up 21-7. Up that makes zero <laughs> sense to me. You know, it was last night I saw it in the Louisiana Lafayette game against Ohio. They're up 14. They got a fourth and goal at the one-yard line, and they go for it, and they get the touchdown. That was the last play of the first half? No, that was, no. Oh, no. Oh, that, that was, was, that was the, third, in third the first quarter. drive of the third, third quarter, quarter right? yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why don't you just go up 17? Yeah. I think it was at the end of the third quarter. Go up yeah. 17 or whatever it was. I, I just don't understand some of those situations, the unnecessary gambles. You know, listen, you and I are both gamblers. We're willing to take risks, yeah. but it's always about calculated risk. Also, you, did you watch the end of the game? Which one? The, that, that Louisiana. Yeah, I did, yeah. They're throwing the ball over the field. I, I saw they got what they scored. The 49-14. It went over, it went went over, over with yeah. the touchdown in the last minute. <laughs> Vikings at Cardinals here. This game was three and a half. It's ticked up to four. A total of 50 and a half. Do you look for the Vikings to rebound or will Cardinals continue their good play and cover this number? No, look, I, I think this is a, they've got the best receiver in football. Kyler Murray's playing with confidence. I thought they were effective. Chandler Jones was unbelievable. He was the best defensive player in the NFL last week. Uh, I don't think it'll be as easy for him this week to get five sacks, but... Until Minnesota shows me something, and you alluded to it. Had Zach Taylor not made that decision, we probably wouldn't even be looking at Minnesota in the same realm. And this, this game might be five and a half or yeah, six. Exactly. I think this might be an opportunity to take the Arizona Cardinals here. Monday night football uh, is a divisional matchup in the NFC North. The Lions go to Lambeau to take on the Packers. This number is now up to 12 a mall with a total of 48 and a half. In uh, the contest, it's 11. It's, it's a, a, you know, that's... This is, it's up to 12. I'm not yeah. surprised because. This was 10 and a half yesterday. Well, I said this to you. Mm -hmm. I said the line was nine against San Francisco at yeah. home. How is this line 10 and a half against the Packers on the road at Lambeau? I think the Packers bounce back in a big way. I think this is a 38-17 type of game, somewhere in that range. I think they absolutely blow the doors off the lines. I'm not uh, getting involved or hooking it up with any of the other games this, uh, this weekend. Maybe on Monday I'll have a play, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this one, I'm going to let this one go. Interesting exchange you had on Twitter. We're talking about USC yeah. terminating Halton, where they're going to go with the, with the exchange. You made a statement that you thought USC is the number one job, number one college football job in the country. Some folks on Twitter took exception to that. You stand by what you said. I wouldn't have made the statement if I don't stand by it. Absolutely. Think about this. Think about name, image, and likeness. Los Angeles, that market, second largest media market in the United States. You talk about a, a huge university. By the way, do you know who the second largest employer in Los Angeles is, including L.A. County? University of Southern California. Just think about that. They run L.A. Make no mistake about it. When that team wins, trust me, you're not having Will Ferrell show up at UCLA football games. They're at the SC games. Think about what name, image, and likeness would have been like when Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush were at USC. You're not getting that in Gainesville, Columbus, Tuscaloosa. Those aren't major markets. There's a reason why nobody knows where the hell Clemson, South Carolina is. If you're Mike Bond, who's your short list? Honestly, I think it's a horrendous option, a group of options right now. I, I don't know if there's anybody that comes in there that has that Pete Carroll charisma or that Urban Meyer brand that can come in there and immediately win. If Urban was available, would you go after him? It's not even a decision. You send the plane, you say, come on over. What's the, Here's the blank check. How much? All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the college slate as well as the Mall in and the Palm Reader Playbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER, Indiana, 1-800-9, with it, Colorado, 1-800-522-4700, Michigan, 1-800-270-7117, Virginia, 1-888-532-3500, and Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into Odds On here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. That voice you heard, Amal Shaw. I am Mike Palm. It is 11.46 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, September 17th, 2021, the year of our Lord. Mark this date and time. Amal Shaw is going to give you six college football plays. I am, but it's Pacific Standard Time. We'll be Pacific Daylight Time in a month and a half. No, we're on Daylight Time. We go back to Standard Time after. after. We're, the summer is Daylight Time. What did I you're say? Wrong. Standard? Did yeah, I say standard? Yeah. Oh, you were correct. I apologize. He's 0-1. Let's hope he goes 6-1. <laughs> and one. Well, you know, uh, you, your, your damn intro was so long, I got annoyed. That's why I was trying to correct you on that. I wanted to match your read. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a choice. And by the way, why are they just now offering same-game parlays? Where the hell have you been? It's 2021. All right, let's start with Michigan State catching six and a half here. Sparty going on the road to South Florida here down in Miami Miami Gardens. I like them to beat Miami. I don't know if they will or not, but I would take the six and a half here. Not a bad play to take a shot with the plus $2 on Sparty on the money line. And then we're going Boomer Sooner in Norman first half against Nebraska. Mike, I think they cover the 22, but I like the first half. Generally speaking, teams like this come out play fast. Remember two years ago in Lincoln, Ohio State was up 38-0 against the Huskers. I think Oklahoma rolls in this game. Alex Grinch is going to show how good his defense is against an inept uh, Scott Frost-coached offense. So I like Oklahoma in this matchup. Gators getting 15. That's the current line. I got it at 15.5, but we'll always try and give you the current number here, assuming it is what it is as we come on air. Florida plus 15 right now. I would take the Gators getting this number. Look, Alabama's a terrific team. A couple of injuries in the uh, on defense. So that's a concern for me, but I like Florida plus 15 here. I think it's too big of a number. I was listening to uh, Chris Felica on a numbers game this mm-hmm. morning. He likes the Florida team total under here. What's the total? I, I don't know. I mean, we could. We, what the, the hell Im- good does that do? The implied, God the damn. Implied give, me, give me something I can the, use. The Jesus. Total. What, what, what are you like? Everybody else have Beeson? Give me numbers he, that don't he, exist. He thought, he thought that. He, I got Florida under 78. I think that's the team total. You probably got to lay some juice there. Go I ahead. don't give a care. I'll you, take it. I was about to say something keep, else, but keep going. I'm fired up today, man. USC Washington. I'm going to go over here. Jane Deloria can move the football. SC's defense has got a lot of question marks. Keaton Slovis. This is the type of game where SC fans think this guy's competent. Should put up some points in the Palouse here. Also, this is an earlier start time. Weather probably not going to be a factor up in Pullman. So I like USC Washington State over 62. State College whiteout conditions, at least with the fans. Uh, under 53 here, going to be extremely loud. I think it's going to be very difficult for Bo Nixon company. He has struggled on the road in his career. I think this game stays under Penn State with an elite college football playoff defense. Can the offense match that remains to be seen. If you're Brian Harson, you could take away Jahan Dotson, what he does. I think he had a great chance to be able to pull this game off. I don't know if they'll be able to necessarily do that. And then, Mike, my favorite play of the day is UCLA, the Bruins, late game in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, Bruins minus 11. I think they roll against Fresno State and the Bulldogs here. Fresno State, very solid squad, but I think this team, Tim DeRuder's team, getting a lot of credit 
for the uh, game in which they were competitive against Oregon. I think the running game of UCLA dominates the line of scrimmage here. I think the Bruins roll. Looking at Florida team totals where available, 22.5 seems to be the common number. Uh, well, I can tell you right now, Florida's under 22.5. They're going to get their doors blown off. All right, let's go to the playbook here. I want to start out with the three-unit, uh, four-team money line parlay. It's really centered around this game. It's Penn State. And I'm going off my, off my guy, Matt Metcalf, when he said he would have made this game 11. We did open at seven. It got down to four and a half, back up to five. I'll lay the 190 here. I think it's going to be tough. I'm not a Knicks guy. I think Penn State wins this game. I think they cover, but I'd rather put the big money here on the money line. I'm, with, I, I'm co-signing on a play that you talked about yesterday. You thought Notre Dame would beat Purdue handily. Yeah. You don't have it in your plays, but I'm going to go with you here that they win this game at home. I don't think Purdue has been impressive in the fact that the level of competition they've played UConn and Oregon State. Agree with you completely. I actually took Notre Dame in a money line parlay with a couple of other teams. They're, that, they're 290. Yeah. They're the biggest favorite here. And then the two uh, the two games in the NFL that I like, Seahawks minus 265 and Chiefs. We talked about that. Chiefs isolated on Sunday night. All right, let's go to the two-unit plays. Co-sign with you on Michigan State. I think they have a live chance to win this game in South Florida. I'm not big on Miami. i got to play Cincinnati here. I think this is a reasonable number against Indiana. Think about this, Amal. Indiana, Indiana was a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Iowa, and now they're a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home. If you consider seven points here, right, are you, if you consider seven points here, what, what are you saying about a Cincinnati-Iowa matchup? I mean, I think this game should be closer to five-and-a-half or six. I'll lay the three-and-a-half here. If I get beat, I get beat. I think Cincinnati's superior on both sides of the ball. I get this other play from Paul Stone, Kent State-Iowa, two-unit play. Kent State scored 10 points at College Station in the opener. Um, all this, they averaged almost 50 points a game in four games last year in COVID. Throw that out. All that COVID nonsense out. Half the players were out in these games. They're not putting up more than 17 at Iowa. And even if they did, are the Hawkeyes going to put up 40? I think that number is preposterous, that total 56 and a half. I'm going to take Wheeler tonight with the Phillies. Uh, it's a one-unit play here. I, they're at the Mets they're against Tyon Walker, who's had a horrible second half of the year. Let's move on. UConn Army under 48. I don't think UConn's going to score. They're, all they're going to do is run the ball three times in the line and punt the ball. Maybe they get a couple first downs. Maybe they take three minutes off the clock. Army's going to take six when they have the ball. It's going to take seven touchdowns to beat you here. I'm going to lay the Oklahoma for the full game, 22 and a half. You played this game first half. I don't think Scott Frost competes here. Another total, Minnesota-Colorado under 48 and a half. I think this Colorado defense proved themselves against Texas A&M. Minnesota's got to go there. I don't think they're getting to 21 in this game. I don't want to really play a side. I played the under. Arkansas State's getting 17. I'm not sure Washington can score 17 in a game. Uh, I took Georgia State in here. I think that Charlotte's really, really, really bad. UCLA, I'm with you on this game. I'm going to lay 11. I don't think it's a trap against Fresno State. I think that UCLA keeps rolling. And then two games Sunday, totals in soccer. Tottenham, Chelsea under 2.5. Tottenham's not scored. Chelsea beats you 3 to nothing. They beat you. And Real Madrid under three against Valencia. Thought we saw Real Madrid play a very defensive style here uh, in the uh, Champions qualifiers. You lay one fifty here though to go under three. I like Colorado in the game against Minnesota at home. I think Colorado's defense is solid. I also think they played probably the toughest defense they're going to face all year in Texas A&M. In the Charlotte uh, Georgia State game, I'm on the opposite side. I didn't play, you like it, but Charlotte. I, I like Charlotte in that game. I think they're a little bit more effective moving the football. Let's see what Georgia State does. But Georgia State had a couple of games that were tough out of the block against uh, Army and then against, of course, North Carolina. And I'm with you on the Oklahoma. If you don't want to play the first half or if you don't have access to a first half bet, I like the game line there as well. I think Scott Frost's team is going to really struggle. All right, let's hit a few college games that we didn't have in our playbooks. Ones we are looking forward to, the Herm Edwards team travels to Utah to take on BYU. They played Iowa State last week, didn't cover that plus 30 number. They're laying three and a half on the road here. This game goes 7.15 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. The uh, To me, I, I lean towards Arizona State here. How you look at the money line with Notre Dame and a couple other teams, I would look at this one. I don't want to lay four and a half on the road in Provo, but I'm just not sure the Cougars are as good as their win against Utah kind of showed. I think Arizona State's got a good opportunity here. I like them to win this game. This is an important game for Arizona State if they want to have the type of season they want to have, which is representing the Pac-12 South. they got to be able to get this one. A key matchup in the ACC, Virginia goes to Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina. We saw this line higher. Earlier in the week, nine and a half, nine. This line is down to eight of them all. Yeah, which which was the I, I missed the first. It was, uh, it was Virginia it? at Carolina. Virginia at Carolina. To me, I've been looking at Virginia here in this matchup, getting getting eight points. A total here, I believe, is is in the sixties. Uh, I expect a high scoring game as well. 
Virginia Tech goes to West Virginia. West Virginia laying three points at home here. Yeah, this is one where I'm going to stay away from it completely. I don't like either side. Normally speaking, Mountaineers and Morgantown are extremely tough, but they've been inconsistent offensively. Virginia Tech also, Burmeister and company offensively have not impressed me. i got to see something out of them. Complete stay away spot. As expected, most most of recreational betters are on the ranked team on the road here getting points in Virginia Tech. We've seen some Virginia Tech money as well here at Circa. This line down to two and a half at this point. Um, Utah at San Diego State. You talked yesterday about the struggles of San Diego State's offense and their inability to be efficient passing the football here. Utah's lane eight and a half on the road. Total 44 of all. Yeah, I like this play at eight. Uh, I took it this morning. Uh, I, I, we didn't have it in the plays, uh, but I like Utah in this game, laying eight in this matchup, Mike. I think they got a great chance to win this game. So if you were listening to the plays, you want to bet on me or bet against me, either way, however you're doing, I got Utah minus eight. I want to go back to the Michigan State game at Miami and how you think this game is going to play out from the perspective of a total. We both like Michigan State. You got a better number than I did. I waited a little too long to bet it. You're, laying, you're getting six and a half. I'm getting six. I think Miami has a tough time getting to 20 in this game. Um, I don't, you know, maybe, I don't know about that. I think the game will be played in the twenties by yep. both sides. I'm not sure who wins. I think it's a 27, 24 type of game, one side over the other, obviously, but, uh, I'm not sure which one wins. I think Sparty's got a great chance to be able to win this you, game. You lean under the 56 and a half or you're not interested in the total? No, I'm not interested in the total because in college football, you can look last week, Appalachian state, they get a kickoff return for a touchdown. So you never know. Good luck to you on all your plays this weekend and stay tuned to VEASAN up next betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.